Hi, welcome to Shrinkwrapped. I'm Allison Colorosi here with Dr. David Colorosi, and we are in a new uh, new season of Shrinkwrapped, talk, talking about all things psychology and relationship and tips for living a better life. I, I come to this Shrinkwrapped episode uh, in a place of frustration, not at you, but at my YouTube audience. Do tell more. So we posted a video, a reaction. So we were doing a reaction video to uh, Christine Brown's wedding. And in in that reaction video, there's a segment where uh, there's some kind of debate that we had about what kind of, re- to what extent, um, or it was about uh, whether or not truly should call David, who is Christine's husband, a stepfather or not. And, you know, I said, I think Cody's, pro- I think Cody would probably rather that, you know, she didn't have a stepfather. And you said, why would he care? He's never been there for her anyway. And I said, that feels like a little bit of an intense uh, reaction to that. I'm not sure that he would agree that he's never been there. And that was this, essentially the extent of the conversation. You and I disagreed about it, and then we moved on. So then we post the video, and I'm happy as a clam. We're all just sort of moving about our day, and then I make the mistake of checking the comments. And people are not happy with me. And they're, you know, the, 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 the standard fare is Allison's right, and oh, Allison's so beautiful, and Allison's so perfect, and uh, da, da, all those <laughs> things. Well, and I can handle those. Th- I think all those are true. And then, <laughs> and, and then the comments then move to, oh, and David, what a loser he is. So some people say, you know, oh, well, you know, I think I remember back that David was, uh, or David's parents got divorced, so he's obviously projecting his feelings about his father onto Cody inappropriately, and that's why he's whatever. Fine, that's a, I mean, I disagree, but I, I it's fine, I, that's, a, that's a, a reasonable response. And then there's the last bucket of responses, which are, oh, well, David's the devil, You know, David, how do you consistent, why do you consistently disagree with your wife who has watched every episode of Sister Wives and you refuse to watch a single, you know, you've never watched a single full season of Sister Wives. You know, I I can't, you know, you're a full-blown psychologist and, you know, you're the world's worst and there are so many people that Allison's yelling at me. What? David. What? I'm trying to paint the picture. Okay, number one that is inaccurate. That is well, not what's been happening. That is what's happening. No, it's not. It was one person. I'm describing this one person's comment. Okay, but it's really going on and on. Number one, it is taking up way too much. She is living rent-free in your brain. Yes. And I do happen to know that Dave Hollis became obsessed with the comments and killed right. himself because of it. Okay, we're not going to do that. I just want to <laughs> kind of give a robust description of the comment. The comment was, there's the third bucket, which is... David disagrees with his wife too much, and he's the worst for it, and he's a horrible psychologist, and he therefore must have damaged patients in his practice. I want to talk about number one. You do disagree disagree with me a lot. Yes, I do. (laughs) And I stand by that. So So anyway, 
uh, I got that comment, and then I wrote a vicious response back, and then Allison goes, uh, David, why is it, why you have a nosebleed right now? <laughs> and I said, well, I said, you wouldn't believe what this person said to me. And then she goes, David, is this really how you want to be spending your time right now? <laughs> so I ended up just de- deleting the comment and moving about our day. But then we had the shrink wrapped, and we decided this would be a good time to talk about how to not get... Uh, to not take things personally. Not take things personally. Which I believe you're an expert at, and I am not. But in this case, like this this no-name person on YouTube really got you. But if she was in your face, you would think this was like the most funny like thing ever. So I, what I f- find so fascinating about like your reaction to this comment is that yes. if she was here, you would care zero. You never let things get to you. Yes. And you're an expert at not taking things personally. And actually, you thrive when people disagree with you. <laughs> but this weird person that, like, flippantly put something in the comment mm-hmm. is getting to you. So I want you to channel the normal Dave. Well, can, can I explain <laughs> why? I think there's a difference in why one bothers me versus one doesn't. Okay. Most of the time when somebody that I disagree with them, uh, they have enough, there's enough context to know, I think they know that I disagree and that I think that they're stupid. But if I just get a comment on YouTube, everybody that looks at the YouTube comments gets to see that comment and they don't, there's no, I can't influence how they view it. So it's like there's a lack of control. This person says these inflammatory things that I think are totally misguided but, and there's no way for me to control the narrative, control their thinking. There's no way for me. So it's not that I, there's no part of me that goes, oh my God, this person's right. I'm a horrible psychologist. What bothers me is that they get away with it. Like that person closes their laptop and then goes about their day and they go, and in their mind, they're like, I got David. That's what bothers me. Versus if, if it was in person, I would say, I disagree. Here's why. And I think I would win that discussion. Does that make sense? It's the I lack mean, of control. It, it means, okay, but two things. I don't think other people are scrolling around looking at other people's comments. I think they're just trying to send out some zingers and then shut their laptop. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think really you need, like, number one, let's talk about how to not take things personally. Yes, okay. So here's what we're going to do. This is, this is how we frame this whole podcast, by the way, is we're going to, the, the goal, right, is to talk about relationships and psychology and to give good advice, but we want to be really transparent about it. We don't always follow it. No, I right? am not good at not taking things personally. And I think I am uh, obstinate and, and aggressive maybe more than I need to be. Okay, so we, there's always room to grow. But what we're going to share today is the, the best practice. What I would, this is do what I say, not what I do. Okay. I need help to not take things personally. Okay. And I feel like as long as you've known me, you've called me sensitive. My whole life, I've been called sensitive by everybody around me. Okay, just because I'm going to get eaten, speaking of the comments, I will get eaten alive if you just leave it like that. Like, I'm walking around being like, you're so sensitive, and then walking out of the room. <laughs> I mean, he's accurate. Okay. It's accurate. No, I don't, but I don't, I don't name call you. I'm trying to give her eyes right now to be like, hey, he doesn't name call. He's not, <laughs> he doesn't verbally abuse me. But I do think that there are times when there are things that happen and you take them more personally than maybe you should. 
Well, I just wish I could come at it like you come at it typically. Like in work situations, when if, if someone disagrees with you on process, speaking of like processes or whatever, you're like, well, you need processes because <laughs> okay, flow. <all> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so here are my, here okay. are, I have some tips. We'll go, we're going to go through them step by. I have one big tip. Okay. Okay. The big tip is that you need to, I think that it's, it's valuable to have the evaluation of the event and your emotional reaction to it from an intellectual position. So what happens is if there's a, if there's a moment where uh, somebody is attacking you, your first reaction will be an emotional reaction. And once, you're in that emo- once you have that emotional reaction, you have to be really intentional to evaluate the dynamic in an intellectual way because it's no longer your default. Your default is the emotion. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, this is an example I always give, like, when I used to do this in groups, would be, you know, if you were driving your car down the street and there's somebody at a bus stop and they gave you the middle finger, what would your reaction be? Thank you. What? Thank you. No, I, I, to be honest, I, my reaction is usually I, de- I probably deserve that. Well, <laughs> there's a <laughs> confounding variable here, which is Allison's driving, in which case... <laughs> You know, there was kind of st- kind of distract us from one second. One time when Alice and I were, were much younger, she comes in. She 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 walks into our house and she goes, "You're not going to believe what happened to me today. Somebody just pulled up next to me, got out of their car, and threw an apple at my window." Allison had done something. She doesn't have any idea what she did, but at some point, Allison did something on the road that was so angering to somebody else that they followed her all the way home parked their car got out of their car and then chucked an apple at and allison's window and allison was surprised that they were there and didn't know how she hadn't known she didn't know how long they were tracking her she doesn't know what she did to piss them off but she's like this random person assaulted my window and i have no idea why (laughs) it's true and she was probably in her late 70s yeah um okay (laughs) <laughs> that is a detraction. Also, how many tips are you giving us today? I'm giving you two tips. That's it? Two. I only have one real tip. The other one you're going to give. I felt like, okay. So we're good. We have three total tips. But this is a comprehensive tip. Okay. Okay. So the, mm-hmm. and the tip is to intellectualize it. So for, the, for most people, if they're driving down the road and they pull up to a light and there's someone at a bus stop that gives them the finger, their first reaction is to have an emotional reaction of anger or embarrassment or sadness but there's an there's an emotion that happens from the middle finger right mm. and there's a there's a long, there's a you've probably heard of the amygdala hijack discussion before right you've heard of this idea that you know the way that we're built as humans is we can't always intellectualize intellectualize our way through things we need to be able to react immediately to protect ourselves. If you're walking through the wolves and a bear shows up, it's better for you to get away from that bear than for you to be like, oh, I wonder what species of bear this is and how it ended up in this forest and is this bear a happy bear? And that, right? You need to just protect yourself, right? So, that's, so you're built to be reactive. And so when you're driving your car and someone gives you the middle finger, you, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to have a emotional reaction and typically, your heart rate's going to go up, right? Your blood pressure goes up, your 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 uh, breath quickens, all allowing you to run or fight or whatever, right? That, that's how we react. 
But the question is in that dynamic when you run up there or when you're driving up and someone gives you the middle finger, the question is, is the emotion of anger or sadness, is it a reasonable emotion? Should you take that middle finger personally? And the way to get around that is to then ask yourself to prove that you should be taking it personally. What is the evidence that this attack on you is one that you should be taking seriously? So you might ask yourself, okay, you might, you might say, well, the finger looks like it was directed at me. So I, that's evidence that I should take it personally. And then you have to ask yourself, is there evidence that you shouldn't take this thing personally, this event, right? Could, you could say, look, this guy doesn't know who I am. I've done nothing wrong. I wasn't making eye contact with the person before. This person doesn't know who I am or anything about me, so they can't possibly have that much vitriol towards me. I don't know anything about them or what happened in their day. They may have just gotten divorced, and I look like the partner that just left them. There's all kinds. There's a, you, there's a hundred reasons why somebody might point a fin- the middle finger at you, and 99 of those reasons have nothing to do with who you are as a person. And so if you're able to intellectually think about that, you're more likely to go, you know what, this event is not worth me experiencing an intense emotional reaction. So that would be my major, so that's the, that's the tip. The tip is when something happens and you feel yourself reacting in, an, in a very emotional way, you want to stop yourself and go, okay, is the reaction I'm having reasonable given the event? And the way to do that is to then go, okay, can I prove that it's worth the reaction? And by the way, sometimes you can, right? If, if something egregious <coughs> happens and somebody mistreats you in an egregious way, there's a good reason for you to be offended by it. But if you're doing the math and you're like, you know what, there's very little evidence that I should be having this emotional reaction. If you, if you can cognitively get there, you will experience a reduction in that the energy uh, or the distress around the event. But what if, what if it is the opposite? So like, what if I, what if I do take, like, take it personally? That's okay. No, the, but the, the goal of this conversation is how to not take it personally, even if it is directed at you. You can take it personally, but it's the, it's about the, I guess what I'm pointing to is the level of sensitivity you should have around it. So for example, if you're driving the car and it's, it's personally directed at you, but you're going like, this guy doesn't know who I am. I don't know what this person's emotional state is, but it's not a reasonable one. You shouldn't then spend the rest of your day distressed because somebody you don't know gave you the finger on the road. Like there's not a reason for you to buy into that energy. Okay. Understand. But what, okay. So here's, you're a, not talking about here's a different example. So say you have a colleague that disagrees with you on something or gets mad at you for something and writes an email and copies a hundred people chastising you in the email. Is there some, can you, are you referencing a moment in time for you? Yeah. How do I not take that personally? How do I spin that? Well, cause like number one, like later after I think about it, I think about, Oh, that guy. But no, no, but okay. But let's do this. This is a good, this is a good one. Okay. And I think there's two things where let's talk about it separately the level of sensitivity you have around it and whether or not it should be taken personally. Okay. Okay. So in this event, what happened? Somebody wrote an email about you? Someone wrote an email to me disagreeing with how I handled something. Yes. And copied like 
a hundred million people. What was your What was your immediate reaction? Rage, a- anger. Uh huh. Why were you angry? What are the assumptions you're making? Like what's what what's one one that I have to do it? I have to do something the way he wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. When I when, um, I just disagree with his way of thinking on it. So I was doing it a different way than him. It was my project, but he didn't like how I was handling it, and so copied a million people because I didn't do it the way he told me to do it. Because can I pause? Can I pause you? Uh-huh. So what the part that's I think that's enraging you about it is you believe that he is intentionally using this moment to make you look bad. You're being assaulted. Your reputation is being assaulted in the organization, and that's what's triggering the anger because he doesn't have any control over how you behave. Like right. That's an extra addition you've added to it. Yes. Right? What What's bothering you is that he CC'd 100,000 people and now you're repu- he's t- he's smearing your name in the mud, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that so the first thing is you go okay. So what's c- the first stop is what's actually making me feel whatever emotion it is that I'm trying to address? Yes. Okay. So then the okay. So the, so we we know that the 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 emotional reaction is anger. We know that you're assuming that he was dragging your name through the mud. And then the next question for you is, can you prove it? So what is the evidence that he was dragging your name through the mud in an effort to hurt your reputation? That he copied all those people. He had all those people. What else? That it, the tone of his email was that I didn't listen. after okay. what, And I didn't do what he told me to do. So the email said you did something wrong. The email was critical. Email was critical. Yes. He was critical. Yes copied a lot of people yes mm-hmm. is there evidence is there any evidence that he was not trying to drag your name through the mud to make you look bad no there's not a single ounce of evidence that you can come up with no does he does he ever do this for, with other people yes so he has it's a general practice of his to include everybody general practice to be to dictate no, no, you're just do it. Yeah. Don't force yourself to focus on the specific G- general situation. practice to, yes, include everybody. So he has be, an, a, be an octopus. Okay, hold on. He has a pattern for everybody to, of always looping everybody in. Yeah. So that behavior of looping everybody in may not have anything to do with his desire to make you look bad. It could have something to do with, so there's one thing is he always does it. Do you think he feels confident in his work and his reputation i mean yes he must. is it possible that he doesn't and he thinks it makes him look good to cc everybody yes so he could be doing it because he thinks it makes him look and got nothing to do with you has this is not a personal attack on you it's a i want exposure across the organization and i think this is the way to get it yes could it also be that he is feeling insecure about his ability to support you if you don't follow his practices is he trying to control your behavior so that he can show up in a consistent way? Yes. So th- there's three reasons right there why his behavior, or I'm, but let me keep going. Is there any evidence that the people that were CC'd on that email view you negatively? No. Uh, do you have as strong or stronger reputation in the organization than he does? Yes. Do you have better relationships outside of the organization than he does. I think so. 
okay, so your name, while he, while what he did may have not felt good to you, it's possible it wasn't a personal attack. It came from insecurity and it had no impact on your actual life at work. Mm -hmm. So if you think about those things intellectually, you're less likely to be emotionally triggered in the same way by what he did. Like maybe a, a different way to view that would be, hey, he did this thing and it made me look bad, but it really had, it was, it came from his own insecurity and it had no impact on my career. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it that way, you're probably not going to have the same level of emotional distress. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I do need to always think about that. I think it'd be helpful if you did. If I intellectualized but, it. But it is, that is, that is way uh, easier said than done. So when I used to do like a, when I would talk about this with clients, I would, like, this is something that you that I would teach people, and then I would say, "Hey, you need to focus on that all the time. When you're mad about your kid not feeding the dog, go through that. When you're mad about dinner being cold, go through that. So that you get to practice it all the time, so that when something that's really emotionally provocative happens, you're able to regulate. If you just don't, if you ignore it, and then in the moment when you're really pissed." then you try to intellectualize it, it's very difficult to catch yourself, right? You, you sort of have to stop the fight or flight to intellectualize, and you're not going to be used to doing that unless you practice it frequently. Yeah, that's true. So that was my tip. But I thought you had a good tip also, which I thought was important. I thought you had two tips. Well, I have one. You have the other one. Oh, well, I feel like the other tip is that you have to consider the source. Yeah. Like, you know, when people... Um, to not take things personally. Like when people say things, they're just saying it. Like the person that just did a comment flippantly moved on with their life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And in the, in the meantime, I'm wringing my, my I fingers. actually had a, I actually had a, a, a work thing that this, <laughs> someone put on a call on my calendar to tell me that I didn't understand the science for something. Uh -huh. And, uh, um, it really hurt my feelings. And then I, then after I thought about it, I was like, actually, like, I've spent my whole life in, in this part of science. Mm -hmm. All my friends are in this part of science. Like, who are you? Mm -hmm. I don't think you understand the science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I just, I feel like <laughs> it took me, it took me back, but I wish I had considered the source in the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's this, <laughs> like what? And it's a really mm. good, it's a really, I mean, it's a simple, but like really good thing to think about. And as again, it's the same thing when you're in, in your emotion, it's very difficult to stop yourself to do that. Yeah. And I'm so sensitive that like I, and I, you know, I take things so personally, but now that I'm getting older, I don't, I, I think about grad school that, that there was always someone in my grad school class that was always surprised that I did better on tests than him. Consider she, the source. Hold on. She went, <laughs> just as a, just for the record, just so we're all, no, we're talking about here. She went to, she got her, Allison got her MBA in 2012. Yeah. And it's 2024. She still complains about that person not thinking that she should do well in accounting. It's tests. like so shocking. <laughs> like, still, you'd be like, you did better it's than a, me. It's a decade later and she's still like, he was wrong. He was. He was wrong. He was wrong. Yeah. Okay. So our two tips are. One, intellectualize the situation. And two, consider the source. Who is who is 
who is trying to rain on your parade? Do they know anything about it? Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. Good. And I think it goes hand in hand, intellectualizing and considering the source, because that's part of intellectualizing. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's be less sensitive. Okay. And then just for the record, because I know I'm going to hear in the comments, I don't just walk around and be like, Allison, you're so sensitive and then walk out. Okay. That's not what, that's not what it looks like. All right. Love you. Love you.